It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In search of the perfect debate. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham. Online on DAB Plus, Talk Radio and Talk TV. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk TV. I'm looking out, gazing out into the uh, the London skyline and seeing blue sky, no clouds at all. I mean, summer may well be around the corner. They keep saying we're going to have the hottest day of the year. It was meant to be yesterday, uh, then it was going to be on Saturday. I'm not sure what it's going to do today. All I know is it's not that hot. Uh, but don't worry, uh, because the government is sending out plenty of warnings. The Met Office is telling you to make sure you wear a hat in case you might burn the top of your head. Be very careful. Make sure you put some sunscreen on to make sure you don't get burnt. Make sure you don't sit in the sun for too long. Make sure you take a bottle of water with you at all times, particularly if you're travelling on the underground, where the air is so toxic that you might not make it out alive if you're going a long way on the Bakerloo line. These are the kind of things that you need to know. We've been talking this morning about a sort of anarchistic, broken Britain. We're going to talk to Rod Little, columnist at the Times and the Sun. His column is in there today uh, in the Sun. Um, uh, I'm going to ask him about that because he lives in a very different part of the world. I'm also going to ask him about the North-South divide, of course, because now apparently uh, you don't do it at Watford Gap Services. You do it as opposed to whether you like Greggs or whether you like Pret. I think Greggs wins over, over Pret every time, but that's another story. Uh, Rod, a very good uh, afternoon to you. Welcome. Good afternoon to you, mate. It's eight degrees here, and we've just turned the heating on. It's absolutely freezing, mate. Yes. I'm telling you. Well, just as well, you've got a gas boiler to burn uh, the, uh, the, the climate. Oil. Have oh, you got yeah. oil? Yeah, oil. so you can yeah. burn the climate to the ground. Well, there's, people, <laughs> there's people marching around in London trying to stop you from doing that, you know. Yeah, well, they, they don't come up here, mate. Uh, we, we've all, we're, I, I looked out this morning, and I could see that quite a lot of people... There was smoke coming from the chimneys. Yes. Uh, so they've, got their, they've got their fires on. Uh, yeah. Somebody was telling me yesterday, and I didn't realise that this, this, this madness had gripped quite so many parts of the world, but apparently in Harrow, in uh, the Harrow Council, which I'm pretty sure is a Tory-run council, have actually declared that nobody can burn anything um, that has to then have a chimney attached to it. So you can't have a, um, can't have a wood-burning fire, <laughs> you can't have a real fire. If you've got a chimney, presumably you have to put flowers in it. But, but I, I, actually, in fairness, Mike, I thought that had always been the case in London since uh, 13 million people dropped dead in 1953 from one of those pea supers. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, and I, because I, I can remember when we lived in London, uh, my father getting very exercised about the fact that they were banning uh, coal. Yes. Uh, he, was, he was very cross. I remember that. when they brought in smokeless coal. That's right, yeah, which wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't at yeah. all smokeless, yeah. no. It was it just a bit less smoky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Have you seen all the madness in America as well? My, my, I was talking to my sister yesterday. Apparently, Connecticut is a swamped in, in sort of reddish smoke that's come from Canada because they've got a load of wildfires. The wildfires and New yeah. York City has also got it. And everyone's talking about the end of the world. You know, it'll probably turn out that these wildfires are set by a bunch of kids. Yeah, well, um, again, uh, again, God, I, I don't often differ from you, Mike. Uh, but, but it's but all right I if you do. I, I, I do remember the wildfires which have started in um, Scotland. Yes. Uh, and, you know, you don't expect wildfires in Scotland because uh, it's wet and full of heroin addicts. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, and, and yet, over the last three months, they've had... I think the biggest wildfire in Britain's history. Yes. Uh, so there's summit going on there, uh, and uh, the war between Canada and the USA can only be a few, few, few hours distant, surely. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly right. Yeah. Um, now we've been talking about a great many things over the course of uh, the last sort of uh, few weeks where we've been uh, discussing matters. You've written a, a lead piece today on Oxfam because once again we find ourselves looking at an organisation that seems to have forgotten what it's meant yeah. to do. You know, I said the other day, somebody actually said to me on Plank of the Week, you know, do you remember um, when Oxfam used to look after starving children in Africa? Right. And, and, and they went, no, actually, I can't remember when they did that because they've been doing so much since then, yeah. uh, most of it nefarious. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely the case. I mean, uh, I think it's a rule with most organisations that if eventually they come to do kind of the opposite thing they were set up to do. It's like the Consumers Association, which kind of ended by telling, uh, by instructing shops to raise the prices of chocolate so that people didn't get fat. In other words, exactly the opposite yes. of what, what it was set up to do. Oxfam, though, is... is uh, it makes Jeremy Corbyn look like David Cameron. Yes. You know, I mean, it is an absurd organisation and people shouldn't give money to it because uh, it has been involved in so much wickedness, whether it be anti-Semitism, uh, it's constant attacks upon Israel, mm. uh, it's, it plays fast and loose with, with, uh, with statistics. Uh, in other words, in my book, it tells lies. Uh, and it is absolutely captured by the... Uh, identitarian agenda you know which which is uh, very au courant on the left in britain these days right. and its latest problem as you know mike uh it put up this animated video uh uh uh, uh for pride week uh which <laughs> which which uh, had a, had a, a caricature of jk rowling in yeah. it um a, a horrible caricature suggesting that she was a a hater uh i'm a hater by the way yes. i don't think rolling is um and they've been forced to kind of withdraw that video but what the hell are they doing what, what have they got to mm. do with pride week yes what well exactly be- i mean i said i said to somebody the other day you know if you're going into a, a sort of famine torn country that's at war with various other countries and there are people starving and children dying you know, I'm pretty sure they're not going to bother uh, if you don't ask them what their pronoun is before you rescue them and give them some food now, indeed, indeed, though, I have to say that uh, when I went to, to look with uh, UNICEF to look uh, at Uganda and southern Sudan, mm. this is back in the early years of this century, uh, actually a trip with Boris, uh, as, as right. it happened, which was good fun. Uh, these two uh, uh, lesbian feminist UNICEF workers drove us across these vast empty plains full of scrub mm. and scorpions to some distant remote settlement where UNICEF had built a women's drop-in centre. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Just if you, happen, mean, if you happen to stop by. 
<laughs> and and you know the, the village elders were told they always had to include women. What they needed was was industry, roads, schools, etc. But no women's drop-in centre, mate. Uh, uh, but but that, that it's a problem with Oxfam. I mean, it's got nothing whatsoever to do with the LGBTQI arguments. Nothing at all. No. Um, and and yet it's a, a sort of thing it always does because we go back through the list of. Of, of Oxfam's transgressions. I mean, the, the anti-Semitism has been continual uh, over the last 20 odd years. Mm. And there's the fact that their uh, field workers uh, were, were seven of them fired uh, for sexually exploiting the victims of the Haiti earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, these are appalling. It's an appalling. It was awful. And then wasn't wasn't it the case that one or two of those people who were fired from their jobs in Haiti were then sent to be Oxfam uh, reps in yeah. Africa? And so they went yeah, and did exactly right. the same thing again in Africa. Fill your boots again, mate. Go yeah. on, off you go. Unbelievable. It's an awful organisation. And, you know, I, people want to give to charity, and I want to give to charity. We all want to give to charity, and Oxfam is very well known. Uh, and it, it, it has this image of being the big charity, which is going to alleviate poverty. I don't know how much of their money goes towards alleviating poverty no. uh, or alleviating malnutrition. Uh, I do know that their bosses get 130 grand a year. Yeah. Well, I think the bigger the charity, the less amount of money that you give yeah. them actually finds, well, I, I finds think, its way to the, to the victims. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably true generally. Um, and, the, you know, uh, the best charities to give to are those which are small, uh, you know, laptop charities, for example. Yes. Um, yeah, I but, tend to give, if I'm going to give money to charities in sort of small local places in, in, you know, in places where I live, where they actually, you know, because there's plenty of people in this country that could actually do with charity before you start sending money to abroad. Yeah, I, I usually only give to animal rights charities, I'm afraid. Yes, well, that's <laughs> fair enough. Right. I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of people. I mean, they're ghastly creatures, aren't they? Uh, <laughs> they really are. But although yeah. we do have a bit of a problem with dogs, we've been showing a video this morning, I don't know if you've seen it, of this terrible, terrible dog attack of a woman in a park in Lambeth uh, getting set upon by three of these ghastly sort of... Um, um, XL bully type dogs, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. really becoming a massive problem. There's an awful lot more people now getting attacked by dogs than ever before. It seems. It ties in with the story you were talking about earlier uh, at the at the top of the hour there, which is the divide between North and South. Yeah. Never mind Pratt and Greggs. If you could do a study of uh, uh, American pit bull terriers per square mile. Yes. Once it rises over the 70 to 80 mark, you know you're in the north of England, yeah. and probably Manchester right. uh, or Leeds. Uh, yeah, they, they are... The, the, the thing you always hear from the from the idiotic breeders and the owners of these things is that it's not the dogs, it's the owners. Yeah. If you look after them, some dogs... It, 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 it simply isn't true. Some dogs have a preternatural tendency towards violence and also are built in such a way that that they're very very difficult to stop yes. once they've gone berserk you very very rarely hear of labradors doing anything like this they really you know? don't i mean it's all i can do to rouse my labrador from its torpor uh, yeah to, to, to even now go out for a walk you know no mine yeah. just sits under my desk all day <laughs> passing wind uh, which is which is which is a Charming. pleasure yeah, yeah, I mean, funnily enough, one of the one of the uh, tweets we had from people watching this particular video, uh, it says that the, you can hear the guy shouting "lock off," which is apparently a yeah. phrase that you use in dog fighting. 
Yeah. So there's obviously a lot yeah. of dogfighting going on as well. I'm sure there's a lot of dogfighting going along, uh, going go, going on at the moment. It's it's also the case that I mean a lot of the dogs, uh, particularly in the uh, when you hear about them in the north of England, uh, are used by drug dealers uh, for protection. Yeah. But also they've got this kind of chav chic about them. <laughs> you know, you're not really a proper man if you're living in Moss Side and you haven't got a pit bull called right. Hick. Right. Um, you know, it's 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 very very sad, and of course it gives dogs a bad name, um, uh, and uh, you know dogs are a are a huge, a huge gift to us. Yeah. You know, we sort of packed with them thirty thousand years ago that they would be our friends, and yet we bred them to do the most appalling mm. things, and bulls are part of that. Yeah, it's pretty dreadful. Just on the north-south divide front, uh, a woman called Sophie yeah. McLean, King's College London. It's good to know that these are the kinds of things they do at high levels of academia now. Um, uh, they've worked out that basically um, if you're a Greg's person, you're more likely to be from the north of England. Uh, and if you're a Pret person, you're more likely to be from the south. I sort of gave up on Pret years ago when they got yeah. sold to McDonald's. Um, no, no, I was I was poisoned by Pret about uh, twenty five years ago, and I've never <laughs> gone back. Uh, it was listeria from a cheese sandwich, um, which was horrible. Uh, it's got a, it's got a certain sense to it. Uh, what King's College is saying, I, I'm not quite sure why they needed to do it. For me, the divide between the north and south is the river at Newark. Yes, once you cross the Trent, you're in the north. Yes. you know pretty much. Um, but but there, there there is a case there's also a case and it's quite important in a way if we're talking about leveling up, it's not so much Greg's versus Pratt, but it's where I live in. Um, I've got a house in Saltburn on the on the coast, uh, not far from Middlesbrough. Uh -huh. My nearest Waitrose is forty eight miles away right. uh, in Harrogate, and the next nearest is I think forty six in Gateshead or somewhere. Mm. Um, and and those are the things that they're, they're kind of. The appurtenances of, of... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Fluence and, and uh, uh, leveling up uh, and bourgeoisification and yes. so on. And uh, the North doesn't have them. You know, it, it's it's perhaps cartoonish to say that we're all up here eating our Greg's pasties. But the truth isn't very far from mm. that. You know, I think it was Giles Corrin who once wrote that 
for every 50 miles you go, uh, you travel from away from London, you go back in time five years. <laughs> uh, now, there are, there are good, here I am 300 miles from London. Uh, there are good things about that, you know, 320. Yes. Uh, uh, and but 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 the bad comes with them, and the bad is a lack of services, lack of infrastructure, uh, a lack of what you would call modernity. So it's very difficult mm. to attract people to come in. But of course, people like Giles currently live in London and who circulate mostly in London. I know he does a lot of travelling for his TV shows and stuff like that. Yeah. They always think London is a far better place than it actually is. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I'm sure that's right. But but it is true, you know. It's it's, it's so. For example, when Middlesbrough, uh, the, the the football team, tried to buy uh, top international strikers, um, the wives come over and have a quick look at Middlesbrough. Yes, and say, bugger that for a game. Yes. Of well, who was you know? that Brazilian guy that came to play for Middlesbrough? He only lasted a season because he couldn't. Hack it. Yes. That, that's right. Couldn't hack it for more than a year. Great player, and he, he was he was adored. Yeah. Um, but but there, there, <coughs> there is a trouble. People sometimes downplay it and they say it doesn't really matter. But it kind of does. Mm. You know, a Waitrose, a decent middle-class cinema and middle-class housing. Yes. You know, there's plenty up here. There's no shortage of housing at all up here. Uh, and it's, and then, it's affordable as well. <coughs> and it's very, very affordable. Yeah. But there, there is a shortage of, um, of of very upmarket housing, and when you do get very upmarket housing, it's around about the same price as the South East. Yeah, right. Because it's such a shortage. But on that's it. the other thing. I mean, you go to parts of London which are pretty deprived, and they've got nothing but chicken shops. You know, one yeah. imitation Kentucky Fried Chicken after another, literally next to each other. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, Southern chicken. Southern chicken. Yeah. Southern anyway, let's let's just yeah. take a little pause for a moment, Rod. Uh, we're talking to Rod Little, comments at the Times of the Sun. We're going to talk about Dale Vince coming up. Uh, a bit more about Greg's and Pret, of course, uh, and more of your calls coming up too. This is Talk TV on DAB Plus on the app, Talk Radio, and Talk TV. Welcome back to the Independent Republican, Mike Graham, right here uh, on Talk TV. We're talking to Rod Little. Just one final thought on the Greggs run. I think Greggs have sort of also marketed their way up scale because I was in Canary Wharf the other day, we haven't been for a while, and they've now got a Greggs in the underground station there. Yeah, well, uh, they also do, uh, I have to say, a rather nice vegan sausage roll. Yes, I I think I tried one of those. I wasn't that keen. I like their ordinary sausage rolls. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's a good business, Greg's. Yeah. Uh, it, it does its job very well, and it's it's unfair that it's a kind of butt of of, of humour uh, from south of the Seven Trent, as you quite rightly say. I'd far rather Greg's than Pret a Manger. Yeah. Um, just because it's called Pret a Manger, apart from anything else. Yeah, that, that is it, very manger. irritating. Well, like I say, when yeah. it went, when it got sold off to McDonald's and then further sold off to some you know, yeah. hedge fund in the Bahamas, you know, the coffee got very weak and, and everything yeah. got smaller and less kind of substantial. And they stopped doing the one sandwich that I used to quite like, which was um, a ham and egg with mustard and mayonnaise. Oh, that was very nice, yeah. They, yeah, they, they I, just I, don't I, do I, it anymore. I used to go to Costa Coffee and, and patronise that very, uh, in a kind of grandstanding manner because they were, I think they were the, it was either them or Cafe Nero, I forget which, yes. uh, who were the last to ban smoking. Right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and <laughs> in those days when I couldn't have a sip of coffee, God, those were the days. Regal. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. I see that you've uh, you've mentioned Michael Sheen in your column. He seems to become some kind of mad Welsh nationalist in the last couple of years. Not quite sure what's happened to him. Well, I, I don't know. He's, I, I don't know if he's a nationalist. He, he's. I mean, he's a really good actor. He's the a great actor. He's a great actor. 
But his latest, his latest spat, which is what spat, uh, just a just a comment to an interviewer, <clears throat> which was that he feels uncomfortable or was to that effect. It doesn't sit easily with him when he sees a non-Welsh actor playing a Welsh part. Well, it doesn't sit easily with me, twat, uh, <laughs> when I see you playing someone from Middlesbrough. Yeah, you know, with your with your uh, Cardiff vowels. Yes, um, I mean acting is is the 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 act of pretense it is uh if, if you're now saying that you can if we're saying that you can never play a black person a straight person can never play play a gay person uh a straight person can never play a transgendered person yeah it gets uh, ridiculous can, after a while doesn't it i've been asked to just apologize for your use of the anglo-saxon word there but uh, can you no, i'm on? sorry yeah, i said twit yes that's what i thought you said anyway carry yeah. on yeah, someone been phoning in say, oh, you can't say that, you can't say that. It's twit, yes. all right? Yeah, it's a bit of a twit. Um, sorry, Mike. Um, I, it's it's an absurdity, and it's it's become more and more absurd. And it's such a shame, because you, you look at... You have to separate the artist from the idiocies that he speaks. Yes. Because unlike Daniel Radcliffe, who doesn't have an ounce of talent, or Emma Watson, who right. is more wooden than the panelling on my windows. <laughs> uh, Michael Sheen is actually a really, really good actor. He is. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, uh, probably our best. I think probably. that's right. I think that's right. Um, I want to finish up with Dale Vince, who apparently is yeah. just, uh, currently out on the streets of London protesting uh, with Just Stop Oil. He's not only bankrolling their uh, business, but he's now actually um, taking part in the marches as well. He is, of course, also a major Labour donor, and poor old Keir Starmer's managed to get himself in a bit of hot water by deciding to change his entire policy on the North Sea uh, and oil and gas exploration after being in receipt of some cash from Dale. Yeah, yeah, we've got to watch out for Dale. Of course, this is the way he started. He, in fairness to him, he was always a, a green, anarcho-green zealot. Yes. Um, well, he's he, done very well out of it, hasn't he? And he's done very well out of it. You'd think he'd be more inclined to spend a bit more time at the moment sorting his football club out, which got relegated. Uh, yes, out of the football league. Uh, yeah, no, no, down to the down to Division Two, yeah. uh, down to Division Two, Forest Green Rovers, yeah. where the stands are made of of hemp, yes. and you're not allowed to eat any meat. Um, I, I, I mean, I, the, the problem I have with just stop oil <clears throat> is that we can't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if we could, we would, but we can't. Um, and th- it's funny because, you know, I used to go on protests when I was in my teens, mm. <clears throat> but it was to protest about things which other people disagreed about. So I, I basically wanted a a, uh, a radical socialist state with yeah. everything state-owned and all that. I was, you know, on the far left. Well, that's a proper protest, that. Yeah, well, well, it's a, well, it's a proper protest because... <laughs> The problem with Just Stop Oil is we know. <laughs> we know that oil's not great. We know we've got to move away from it, and we're doing that. Mm. What else can we do? What right. else can we possibly do? And that's why these middle-class twits, I think, is the word, isn't it, I think Mike? that's the word, yeah. I think that's the word, um, are causing fury. Um, it's not merely that they're stopping people going about their everyday uh, work. It's that it's that evangelistic arrogance that yes. they have, 
that they alone are in this sole possession of the knowledge that oil might be a bit iffy, frankly, mm. and the rest of us have no idea about it. It's an absurdity. Right. And also, the, my problem with them, and I'm trying to sort of delve into it a bit more than most people have so far, is I think that they're being paid to protest these people because they're doing it on a far too regular a basis. And actually now the ordinary people, and there's some more footage that we'll play um, probably later on, on the show, the, the, the real resistance now are the actual drivers who are getting out yeah. of their cars and pushing these <clears throat> sort of establishment maniacs out of the way. Because I'm just looking at Ofgem uh, and their Twitter account today where they've said, we welcome the government's plan to give us a net zero mandate in law in an amendment to the energy bill. This will link our legal obligations directly to the government's commitment to reduce greenhouse gas emissions to net zero by 2050. Ofgem is supposed to be the regulators of the business, right? And of regulators of the yeah. industry, not sort of eco-zealots, which is what they've now turned into. Everybody these days has to grandstand on a woke political issue. Yeah. You know, I, I have to say, you know, I, I agree that we need to get ourselves off oil. I agree we need new strategies in, in order to do that. Um, and it would be great if we could abolish oil overnight, but of course we can't because people would die. You know, I mean, it's, it, it, right. it really is as simple as that. You know, we can't do without and it. And also, it's unless you're accurate. very, very wealthy indeed, you can't really afford an electric car. No, that's right. Well, electric cars are another issue, uh, which I think we've talked about before, but to, to my mind are are the wrong answer uh, to, uh, to a question which probably shouldn't have been asked. No. I mean, I, I, I don't go along with electric cars. But, you know, I, I do accept that we need to reduce our uh, 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 carbon emissions. I do, and the oil is, is, is an enormous pollutant. But it's, it's the it's a zero-sum argument of, of, of these people that, that just stop it now. And you cannot do that. And they know you cannot do that. Uh, I suspect, I mean, you, you talk about them, an awful lot of them protesting. I suspect they probably work in the public sector, Mike, where it's easier to yes. get the data. Well, either that or they just don't work at all, because there's, a lot, there's, a, lot of there's a lot of pensioners and a lot of students and not much in between. Public sector, students, middle-class pensioners and uh, the perpetually idle. Yeah. Yes, very good. Maybe we should just stop them. That would be a good start. Uh, yeah. Rod, good to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Rod Little there, uh, calling a lot of people twits. That's what he said. Uh, columnist at the Times and the Sun, of course. Um, he'll be back next Thursday. Don't forget there'll be a podcast available as well uh, of Rod Little's musings. We put that out in addition to the podcast that you can get from this show, which is, of course, the Independent Republic of Mike Graham podcast. You never have to miss a moment. Subscribe, download it now from wherever you get your podcast. It's probably going to be up from today's show very, very shortly indeed. Coming up, uh, we're going to do The World of Woke. We're going to speak to Dr. Ellie Cannon as well, because if you're suffering from hay fever because of the pollen, she might have an answer for you. This is Talk TV. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. So if you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.